This, the Chad and Cheese podcast, brought to you in partnership with TA Tech. TA Tech, the Association for Talent Acquisition Solutions. Visit tatech.org. Okay, Joel, quick question. Yep. What happens when your phone vibrates or your texting alert goes off? <laughs> Dude, I pretty much check it immediately. And I bet everyone listening is reaching to check their phones right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I call it our Pavlovian dog reflex to text messaging. Yeah, that's probably why text messaging has a freaking 97% open rate. What? Crazy high candidate response rate within the first hour alone. Which are all great reasons why the Chad and Cheese podcast love yeah. text to hire from Next. Love it. Yep, that's right. Next with the double X, not the triple X. Bow, chicka, bow, wow. So if you're in talent acquisition, <laughs> you want true engagement and great ROI. That stands for return on investment, folks. And yes. because this is the Chad and Cheese podcast, you can try your first text to hire campaign for just 25% off. Boom. Wow. So how do you get this discount? You're asking yourself right now. Tell them, Chad. It's very simple. You go to chadcheese.com and you click on the next logo in the sponsor area. Easy. No long URL to remember. Yeah. Just go where you know. Chadcheese.com and next with two X's. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Hey, boys and girls. It's your boy Cheese here with another uh, monthly exclusive sponsored by Next. Uh, this month, we're honored to be joined by Gordon Burns, CMO, that's Chief Marketing Officer yeah. at Bullhorn. Gordon, welcome to the uh, podcast. Hey, thanks so much. Good to be here. Give us the, uh, the elevator pitch on you and tell us about Bullhorn for those who don't know. Yeah, great. So I've been at Bullhorn about four years, came from IBM where I ran uh, marketing for part of the information management group there. Uh, really excited to be at Bullhorn. We've been growing incredibly quickly over the last four years. Uh, we do um, CRM software plus operations capabilities for staffing firms of all sizes. Um, we like to think that we help companies do everything from candidates all the way through to cash. Um, and we operate uh, worldwide. And, um, but most importantly, we're, we're focused on delivering a great customer experience. Um, and we've been able to had the opportunity to work with a lot of wonderful people and a lot of wonderful companies. And uh, it's, uh, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a great ride so far. What does a typical client look like? I mean, we're talking global, what size, company names that people might know. Yeah, well, it's interesting. You know, we have about 8,000 customers right now, um, of close to 100,000 users. Um, and it really spans the uh, entire spectrum from, you know, uh, entrepreneur just starting out, 
gets out of college and wants to dive into the business all the way through to, you know, a Deco and Manpower and Kelly, some of the largest firms. Um, and we sort of organize our company around these segments because obviously, you know, larger companies operate very differently and have very different needs from smaller ones. So, mm-hmm. you know, we really try to try to meet the needs of our customers, whatever size they are. So, Gordon, you had actually put out a, a marketing survey. Now, this is coming from Bullhorn. Um, so, first off, it, I think it's awesome. We get more information with regard to marketing, especially in the in the staffing arena. Um, but why did why did you do it? What was the impetus for 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 actually wanting to put together a research or a survey like this? Yeah, it's interesting. I think that the the marketing in the staffing industry is going through a really big change. And we're sort of at the front end of a big wave that, um, you know, we believe is, is really going to sweep the sweep the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to happen on, you know, it's going to happen at the organizational level. It's going to happen with technology. It's going to happen with tactics. And um, it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, if you look around at the evolution of, you know, how staffing firms arise, you know, a lot of owner-operated businesses grew up super strong on mm-hmm. the sales side. Um, and uh, But they get to a point where they're really trying to scale programmatically. Like, how do, how do we scale without just knocking on doors, right? Right, right. And uh, then they, they say, well, you know, there's this thing called marketing. And so they go hire somebody <laughs> that they, they knew in college, right? And they yeah. uh, this person, you know, does a little advertising and it doesn't really work. And so they're sort of stuck, right? And mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of owners, owner operators are saying, Hey, you know, what do I really need to do to scale this business? And marketing is probably a really important component of, of, of growing the business in the, in the long run. So what do I need to do? Right, 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 right. So in the actual survey itself, I mean, and just go on top line, it actually, it said 87% of global staffing and recruiting firms do not have a CMO. No love. Yeah. So who is, who is in charge of marketing or are they just not doing marketing at all? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting. I, I think, you know, all, all firms are doing marketing, right? Uh, for sure. And I think what, what that statistic points out is the relative importance that most firms put on marketing, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Marketing is sort of like a, 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 an afterthought. And so the chief marketing officer or the person who's in charge of marketing at the firm typically does not have a seat at the executive right. table, right? right? Um, and in terms of how do we really grow and expand and how do we manage our customers, the marketing voice is sort of secondary. And I think in a lot of cases, it's really relegated to, hey, can you go play some ads on that job board over there versus what is the strategic way we can deploy our marketing dollars to grow fastest? Those are two totally different uh, things. One is just really tactile. You, you know, as I said, you go hire your friend out of college to go place mm-hmm. ads on a job board. The other is a really complicated question to ask. answer, uh, where do I put my marginal dollar of investment to grow the firm? 
that it, to answer that question is very hard, right? You got to have a lot of data. Uh-huh. You got to have a lot of information. Yeah. You have to have done a lot of tests around, you know, different channels. Right. Uh, but, but, but if you want to spend your money correctly, you, you got to make the investment to, to answer that question. Well, for staffing firms, I mean, it's really two-sided though, right? Because you're trying to grow the business line. So you're trying to gain more clients, but you're also, you have a marketing aspect where you're trying to help um, focus on the candidate side too, right? Or is that something that yeah. you guys really don't touch on? No, absolutely. Totally. And that, that just sort of increases the complexity. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but, you know, in this environment, it, it's, it's, you know, really, the challenges are really rated, uh, weighted on the candidate side, right? I mean, we're essentially at full employment. Um, we've got, you know, the job mix at a lot of these, uh, a lot of the clients are mm-hmm. is changing. So you need to find different kinds of skill sets. Um, um, I think for the most part, you know, the, you know, 60 to 70% of the challenge in, on the marketing side is really about uh, figuring out the, the candidate side of the equation versus, versus the client side. Gordon, I'm curious about some historical perspective from the survey, which doesn't quite come out um, in the, the sort of the, the executive summary. Um, assuming that you've done this, this survey uh, a few times over the years, 80% is a very uh, is a bad number in terms of embracing marketing but what historically do you see are we are staffing companies embracing marketing more or is this number going down over time yeah so so this is the first year we did a formal survey um, we have over time started to notice that more and more companies are placing VPs of marketing and CMOs. And so this year we said, hey, look, we really have to go get uh, some some real quantifiable data to, to understand how this is changing going forward. We'll, we'll definitely measure it. But as we interact with, you know, our customers and our, and our prospects, we're starting to see the CMO be a larger um, voice in the conversation about how to run the business. Um, and it's because of this question of, of scale and allocating, allocating dollars uh, more effectively. Um, and, and it's also, I think that, you know, there's another component, which is there's a lot more technology out mm-hmm. there to allow you to do different things that, um, you know, that companies are sort of questioning and, and you really need sort of somebody to say, Hey, look, you know, we want to put in a chat bot or we want to put in marketing automation, or we want to put in, you know, dialogue management or whatever it is. Um, and, and, and to have someone who can really do that uh, effectively. So a few of the, a few of the metrics really stuck out to me, but I think the one that really, um, sort of surprised me, uh, and going back historically, you know, job boards talk a lot about we're not dead, we're as good as we've ever been, or we're healthy. And the fact that your your survey had that only 50, 50 50-50, 50-0% use job boards really shocked me. What do you what do you think about that number? Well, I think that the what what's happened is that there is a whole new uh, set of channels to get to the candidate um, that didn't exist 10 years ago. Um, that you you now have, you know, you have the whole email mm. channel, you have social channels, you have pay-per-click, you know, you have uh, a lot of people are doing texting now, right? So it's, it's I think it's, it's more that 
there's just a proliferation of tactics that are available to go reach uh, candidates and, and, um, and also clients as well. Um, and so I think the, you know, in the old world, you probably had sort of single channel marketing, uh-huh. uh, really. And now it's it's really about multi-channel marketing. Well, and off of those channels, I mean, one of the channels that it, it has gone, it looks like it's gone down dramatically is pay-per-click job ads. Only 34%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think what's, what's happened there is that it's a, it's a little bit like, you know, the gold rush people, when, when new channels become effective, you just have a whole bunch of money flowing into that channel and it drives down the return. Right. Uh And so what, this is another reason why the, the marketing function is so important is that it's really about figuring out what is the most effective way to generate, you know, your, you know, candidate sourcing and candidate engagement. And, and, and I would say that's another big piece of the puzzle here uh-huh. is that a lot of these firms are figuring out that they're sitting on a gold mine, right, which is their own candidate database. Right. And so as opposed to just spending money on job boards, they're saying, hey, how can I reactivate the people that I've already talked to? Maybe I haven't talked to them in a while, yes. but how do I activate that relationship and then start building on it? So a couple of things, because that last part was is something that we get on to a lot on the podcast but first off do you believe because most of your clients i mean they they're they're staffing firms and indeed is kicking staffing firms off of their platform they're putting them in in quote unquote indeed jail do you think that might be a part of the impact as well because they were spending a line share of their uh, pay-per-click on indeed and now they're just they're, they're kicked off so they're looking for other ways yeah for sure i mean there there are i think there's a mass exodus in the job board world towards very specific boards that are really targeted at the talent pools that you're looking for. Um, and I think these sort of mass market forums are becoming, the return on your dollar in these mass market forums is, is just dropping dramatically. Right. And I, I think that's what you're seeing, really. And, th- and that's, you know, that's driving all other changes as well. So I guess when it comes down to you, the, the second part of what we were talking about was the resume database, right? Companies uh, have spent millions of dollars to actually create these resume databases, but they never use them. They're always looking outward instead of inward. So are you guys looking to their bullhorn? Are you looking to partner with companies that uh, that actually help rejuvenate those databases and and also market to those databases versus going outside, going inside first? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You know, I think p- putting in place the, the right technology to be able to programmatically go after the resume database is really important. Um, I mean, there, there are all sorts of sort of generic marketing technologies like, you know, Marketo and HubSpot that, that help you manage um, you know, emails that you might send into your candidate database. Right. Um, and then there's like, you know, more specific technologies that you could use around, um, you know, sort of putting out surveys or developing new content that you uh, use to, you know, activate these, these relationships that have sort of g- gone dormant. Um, I mean, there's also a whole content angle here, which is... The nurturing know, type of angle, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and if you think about the 
the sort of the whole inbound marketing world that that you know HubSpot in particular championed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's another I think source of of candidate activation. I know we have one customer that you know has generated thirty percent of their their fills through um, you know really awesome content that they post on their web and then uh, on their website and then, you know, propagate through social media. So they have a very, very active social media presence that the candidates will follow. And then they, you know, get engaged with the content. And then, you know, then they, uh, as they get more engaged, then they start to see some of the opportunities that the that the company's working on. Gordon, I'm curious about your thoughts on LinkedIn. Um, it wasn't mentioned in the survey. Curious about uh, its impact uh, today versus maybe in the past or where you think the impact is going, as well as your opinion on uh, sort of Microsoft's recent acquisition of GitHub and how that'll play into the whole sort of staffing marketing world. Yeah. So really, really interesting dynamic there. Um you know, LinkedIn is is pretty interesting in the sense that they have in the at least in the professional space, you know, virtually 100% market share. Um, and um, the the challenge I think that any staffing agency will have with with LinkedIn is, um, you know, how much money are you going to spend there? Um, because you're already assuming you have LinkedIn recruiter licenses, you're already spending a ton of money, yeah. right? And then you've you to the extent that you're using it um, for for paid job ads, you just got to figure out you got to make sure that you're getting the return that you want versus the other channels. And I think this is really the, the crux of the issue here, which is that you got to put in place the right information systems in your marketing department so that you can understand where you're getting the best return on your dollar because there are so many different channels. And to do that, you got to invest in technology and you got to invest in people, the right people that can actually, you know, uh, make those decisions based on the data that you're collecting. So, I mean, you know, with regard to LinkedIn, I think that, you know, we, we use it here, Bullhorn, of course. I think you know every, any staffing firm you talk to will will use it. I think the the question is you know making sure that you get the right return on on those dollars. Um, I think uh, you know with regard to GitHub, you know w- what's interesting is that that's obviously a portal into you know uh, incredibly um, important mm-hmm. talent pool. And so the real question is, how is Microsoft going to um, allow uh, staffing firms to get access to that talent pool? Um, now, you know, they have some cultural challenges around that. Uh-huh. You know, I think mo- most of the GitHub uh, folks are you know, not necessarily anti-Microsoft, but, yeah, they you are. know, they're doing their own thing, right? It's a <laughs> lot of, you know, and so, you know, I think Microsoft's going to have to tread pretty lightly there um, in terms of, you know, how they expose that that world to, to the broader commercial world that LinkedIn is really trying to unlock for staffing firms. We talk about uh, Microsoft, obviously, in LinkedIn because they're one and the same now, but what about 
you know, being able to utilize a company like Google to really boost your brand, like we've seen with Jibe and, and some of the other organizations that are out there to plug into their job search API. And now Google has a candidate API so that the search on yeah. obviously the, the search, the job search is happening uh, from the candidate side of the house. And then also from the recruiter side of the house, you're having the uh, the candidate search, having those come together with their beautiful magic black box of machine learning and, and AI. Yeah. Is that something that you think, not just from a technical standpoint, but from a marketing standpoint that gives an organization like Bullhorn possibly an edge? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, you know, I think we're still in the early, early, early stages with that. Um, you know, when when we talk to firms about, you know, how they're handling this, you know, what, what the, you know, so the ones that are really on the cutting edge, what they're doing is they're starting to experiment. Um, and there are definitely some wobbles in terms of how that algorithm works. Um, it could be on a region basis, could be on a, on a job basis, could be on a, a pay basis. So you really have to go and sort of experiment and, and see what's working. I think where we're headed here um, is that each firm is going to get more and more specialized around very mm -hmm. specific candidate pools and the channels that line up to access those 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 talent pools will start to become clear because it, it's you know as we talked about earlier you know sort of the move away from um, from indeed by some firms is largely driven by this this notion of I need to get access to a, a richer and more specific talent pool right, right, right. Um, and and I think that that's where it's going to go now where I think Google has an advantage is, is on the on the on the matching algorithms, yes, yeah. right? Because obviously they're you know one of the one of the leading AI companies, but they're gonna they're gonna open that those algorithms up, and so you know we'll be able to take mm -hmm. advantage of them. Other you know staffing industry software vendors will be able to take advantage of them. There will probably be third party services that do matching across job um, job openings and talent pools so I think the I think the key thing for for a staffing firm right now is to start experimenting because this is this is going to evolve very quickly here yeah but don't you see that me really giving a marketing boost as you're trying to uh, obviously go out and pitch clients and saying look we've got the best tech in the world we know what we can do great we know what we can't do great do you think that do you think that that actually provides an advantage or do you think it's really just kind of smoke and mirrors? No, it absolutely provides an advantage. There's no doubt. Um, there is no doubt because um, you're you're going to be shut out of either either the pro most probably the talent side on the talent side of the equation if you're yeah. not trying to figure it out. Um, mm -hmm. Now, in the end, you have to have that relationship with the candidate, right? You got to mm. get that candidate to Great, actually yeah. Yeah. make the emotional connection to uh -huh. the job, yeah. right? I, algorithms still have not been able to figure out, like, does the candidate have an emotional affinity for saying yes, right? So uh, people are still better at that than uh, than anything else. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the question is, can you use – 
the the algorithms to filter through the candidates that aren't going to be applicable mm-hmm. yeah. to a particular job and then use your personal skill. If you're a recruiter, use your personal skill and understanding of human nature to actually persuade the candidate to take the job, right? right? right. Cool. I mean, you know, we've seen the, uh, you know, the the, or heard the uh, recordings of the Google bot calling up the hair salon and making a, you know, make, duplex. It's absolutely duplex, insane, yeah. right? Very, very yeah, cool. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see that, you know, see duplex try to figure out, okay, how am I going to persuade them to create an opening when they don't have an opening, right? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. something the machines aren't doing yet. I'm curious, Gordon. Uh, social media was listed as the most popular uh, medium by which you would find candidates in market. How exactly are customers and folks that you surveyed using social media? Are they advertising? Are they just using it as a sourcing tool? Is it both? Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really born out of this uh, this notion of, of inbound marketing where you're sort of getting your, your brand, your content, your point of view out in the market and creating a relationship with the candidate through that point of view. Um, you know, clearly there's also, you know, a bunch of advertising that's going on through social media as well. And that can actually be done on a, on a geolocated basis. So, so we've talked to some firms that are, you know, uh, pretty successful doing that as well. Um, but I think sort of fundamentally and structurally, that's what's going on is that, that, firms are realizing it to, to build their brand and to build their presence, they really have to have a point of view um, in the market with the candidate pool that they're, they're pursuing. Um, I, I would mm-hmm. note that the, um, that social media was the number one choice for companies that do not have a VP of marketing or a CMO. The number one choice for uh, companies that do have a, have a CMO or VP of marketing is, is email marketing followed by, um, you know, marketing automation, which is really about candidate nurture. Right. Um, right. So, so, so social media sort of becomes an important part of the equation, but it's really, I would say it's top of the funnel. Mm-hmm. And then you start building the relationship with, you know, sort of, uh, you know, with a candidate relationship tool. So where do you see, where do you see texting coming in? Because texting is starting, we're starting to see a wave you read my mind of companies who 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 want to be able to engage yeah. uh candidates where they're at and they're not they're not in email because they're not answering email so yeah it is effective but it's not as effective as text so you know as a cmo this is probably something that wake you know you you wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat do you engage on the text side of the house and you know are you starting to implement that in bullhorn yes absolutely uh i would say that you know we have a bunch of partners that offer sort of full texting capabilities it's probably one of our fastest growing categories within the bullhorn marketplace um for sure um i think you know everyone's seen the data on you know what the response rates are um, when you, when you send a text versus when you send an email and there's no doubt it's like, you know, a 
couple, you know, order of magnitude higher if you're um, sending a sending a text versus an email. So companies are are definitely gravitating that way. I do think that there, if you think about sort of uh, spheres of intimacy um, with a, with the candidate. Sorry, me, sorry, it's like a little marketing me, jargon for let me, you. <laughs> let me let me let me write that down real quick. Sphere. <laughs> Of intimacy, Gordon. <laughs> Gordon just invited me into yeah. the sphere of intimacy. Of intimacy, <laughs> exactly. You can- He's never known that octagon before. That, that, that's in the uh, marketing two hundred one class. Nice. <laughs> Now we know what they teach at Harvard. No, they don't. They don't actually teach that. <laughs> um, no, I think that you know. Look, you're you're on a email relationship with some of your some of your acquaintances, and then you know some people text you. But there are certain people that if they texted you, you'd be like, "What's this guy texting me for? I don't even know him." Right? Right. You know. So I think that's that's really the challenge from a marketing standpoint about how to handle texting. Right? When when have you gotten to a position, a sort of a point in the relationship with your candidate where you can actually text someone and they'll text you back. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I would say it's, if you think about the life cycle of how you develop a candidate relationship, it's not at the top. Right. But as, as soon as you can develop that relationship, texting is going to be the best. Gordon, so you, that's the best way. And we, we've talked about texting, uh, email, social media. Um, I want to know your opinion on just the good old fashioned phone and where that comes into play with this marketing uh, perspective. And I'd also like to know, uh, Chad and I discussed on this week's show, uh, LinkedIn launching a voicemail component. Yeah. On their yeah. native app chat, so I'd like to know your opinion on on LinkedIn's new feature, uh, as well as like kind of where we are with just the old fashioned phone. Yeah, that's is, is really interesting. I mean, I, I think on the old fashioned phone front, it really comes down to what generation you're in. You know, I'm a, I'm an Xer, and I. St- Still will answer my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have actually gone to soft phones here at Bullhorn, and you know, we get very few calls these days. Um, I think that the the world is really migrating away from. Um, you know, sort of voice messaging. Um, and that is direct, I think it's directly the result of sort of generational communication preferences just shifting. Um, so it depends on, you know, who you're going after. If you're going after, you know, somebody with, you know, uh, 30 years of engineering experience building bridges, you know, phone's probably the way to go. If you're looking for a web developer, you know, who's great on rails, you know, you you can try the phone, but there's probably 90% yeah, chance yeah. you're not going to get a <laughs> right. call back, right? Um, so I, I think it really depends on where you're going. Um, yeah, and so the, this this LinkedIn thing I think is, is pretty interesting. Um, you know, I, I think one thing that's definitely happening is that Alexa and these sort of smart home devices have really changed the way people are interfacing with computers. Um, and my sense is that they're sort of experimenting with that because I think, you know, if you, if you, Take the analogy of, you know, having Alexa turn on your phone, sorry, turn on your radio and, you know, activate, you know, 
um, you know, different uh, parts of your home, if you've got a smart home or build a, a shopping list, as you take that paradigm into the working world, um, you start to have this, the question of, so how are you really going to interface through through voice? Um, the real question is whether that's just going to be on a, a command basis, or is it mm-hmm. also going to be on a communication basis? Um, and I, I'm I would bet on the former and not the latter. So I'm not I'm not super bullish on this. Yeah, and I think salespeople are just going to screw it up for everybody. <laughs> and marketers, yeah. by the way, they, <laughs> and marketers, marketers and sales yeah, fuck yeah, up everything. Exactly. Well, just pull up just pull up your LinkedIn feed now. I mean, we are just getting absolutely crushed yeah. by companies just filling the feed up with with videos. Junk. Of, Damn. You know, junk some guy walking to work telling right. you about why xyz is so great and you're like dude <laughs> why don't you just sit down and try to enunciate a little bit better and you know cut out the horn in the background you know yeah <laughs> all right gordon uh we appreciate your time today and joining us um for those who want to know about the survey want to know about bullhorn where would they go so pop on bullhorn.com and type into we have a little chat bot there <laughs> and type in type in cmo survey and we'll pop it off to very you. nice very, very nice, nice. From Chad and myself, I say we out. We out. Cool, guys. Thanks a lot. Okay, 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 okay. Before we go, remember when I asked you about the whole reflex and check your text messages thing? Yeah, you know all about reflexes. Uh, And then I (laughs) brilliantly tied it to text messages, 97% open rate. Then I elegantly, elegantly (laughs) tied it to a better experience for your candidates. (laughs) Don't laugh, Chad. I can be elegant. Can't I? Whatever, man. I know it's redundant. You already heard about text to hire, but you're still not using text to hire from next. What? I, I know, man. Come on, man. Since advertising takes repetition to soak in, I just thought I'd remind you again, this was all by elegant design. It's all about text to hire and it's all about next. And elegant design. So go to chadcheese.com, click on the next logo. And get 25, yeah, I said 25% off your first text to hire campaign. Engage better, use text to hire from next. Two X's. Booyah. Thanks to our partners at TA Tech, the Association for Talent Acquisition Solutions. Remember to visit tatech.org. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.